Hi, this is Kitsch Philosophy. I'm Mary. And I'm Isabel. This episode, we are talking about Twilight. So, Kitsch Philosophy is basically a podcast we decided to come up with that Kitsch stands for bad taste. And I'm obsessed with philosophy, so it's just like I wanted it to be philosophy. <laughs> um, and so. Basically, whenever we were trying to come up with a name, she kept reading off, like, ideas for things related to pop culture, and she said, at one point she said something about bad taste, and I was like, I want that to be our name, but we didn't want to just go with bad taste, and then we found something that kind of went along with that. So, therefore, we're kitsch philosophy. So, anyway, we're talking about the Twilight franchise. Not just oh, we didn't the Twilight say, movie. We didn't say what kitsch philosophy what, is. Like what our podcast in general is. Right. So basically we're gonna be like reviewing things in pop culture, mostly movies, but we might do other stuff eventually. So yeah, so that's it. So we're gonna talk today about Twilight. So we can't talk about Twilight without talking about why we want to talk about Twilight. Because <laughs> I'm sure a thousand of you just clicked off if there's even a thousand watching to begin with. <laughs> the one person The one person off. clicked off, so. So anyway, the thing about Twilight is when Twilight came out, we were going through a big transition. You should know that we're mother and daughter. I'm the mom in case you can't tell by my more mature <laughs> voice. Um, but we were going through a big transition in our family and... For whatever reason, Twilight was comforting to us when it, as it was coming out. So now, all these years later, it's still comforting to us when we're having a bad day. But or it's whatever. not just a comfort thing anymore. It's become like a life thing. We talk about it constantly. We annoy my other mom all the time. <laughs> it, it's just a thing. There and was, it's not just us. It's like us and my sister and my cousin and my aunt even sometimes. Like yeah. everybody. It's become up to a point where there was a period of what, maybe two months where you went to sleep to the first oh, Twilight movie I do it every again. night. I do it now too. <laughs> so. I go to sleep to it every night because it's just that, like, I, it, I, I know the intro so well that it's just like background noise at this point, but it's also something that helps me focus my mind when I'm sleeping so I don't like go off on rabbit holes. Yeah, and if I am having a hard time sleeping, sometimes I'll put it on, although my wife does not care for that. But when I do, I don't even make it all the way into Forks. I usually fall asleep in the car when she's talking about moving to Forks. So it is that comforting that it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. And we just fall asleep. In these episodes, we're going to kind of talk about just like characters, plot, and the overall personal impact. That was kind of the overall personal impact part of it, but we might come back to that. It'll just depend on like if it comes up again. Um, but I think we should start with the characters because that'll Absolutely. be easier. For sure. So, Bella. <laughs> so, let's just talk about the fact that when Twilight first came out, I was in the closet. <laughs> and Bella was way too young for me. But I still loved her. I didn't love her character. It just made me have a big love for Kristen Stewart. And therefore, when she played Joan Jett, then I appreciated her even more, even though I still wasn't out when The Runaways <laughs> came out. Yeah, so, but... I think that Bella, as a character, I think she's just really, she's not super developed as a character. Like, her whole, her whole life revolves around loving Edward. But I, but it's kind of like, her whole life revolves around being like the, I'm not like other girls kind of girl. <laughs> because Stephanie oh. Meyer apparently doesn't like girls. I don't know. But I do think 
it's kind of typical of a lot of teenage girls. I won't say necessarily you because you are a I'm not like other girls kind of girl because you really aren't like other girls. But a lot of girls like having that persona of I'm not like other girls. And a lot of teenage girls become so obsessed with their relationship that that's all that matters. Yeah, so I guess it's kind of it's kind of realistic. That's one thing I will say about Twilight. It's the most realistic of teenagers that I've seen. Well, not the most realistic, but the most realistic of the time of teenagers. Because yes. a lot of teenagers are like, oh, everything's so, like... Awkward. No. I mean, in, in other movies. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, everything's so perfect. And then, like, I'm, I love you. And, like, <laughs> it's crazy. But then in Twilight, it's just, like, everyone's awkward and just a teenager. Which is... Very normal for teenagers Very to just normal. be awkward. But it, but it does make for an awkward movie, which is why a lot of people don't like it. Right. So we should talk about Edward and the fact that... He's a stalker. He's definitely a stalker. <laughs> that if he was not attractive, and we had a conversation similar to this in the car earlier today, that if someone is not attractive, you kind of see it differently. If he was not attractive, if he was a gruesome-looking vampire... It would be a it horror would, movie. Absolutely be a horror movie. It would be completely different. She would be terrified of him from the beginning. That being said, he's, like, very self-righteous. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, not a typical vampire, just like she's not a typical girl. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then he's super controlling. He's very controlling. Which I think is super bothersome when you think about it. Like, Yeah, because she is a teenage girl. She's a teenage girl, and... He's incredibly controlling, which, you know, now that Midnight Sun has come out, you kind of see that it's just because he's so worried about her. He's worried about anything happening about to her. He's worried about how fragile she is. Okay, great. But also, you're, you know, watching her while she sleeps, and then you're also telling her she can and can't do certain things. Yeah, like, don't hang out with your best friend. Sorry. Right. I don't like him. Of course, you know, that gets into... The other movies, not just the first one. Yeah. But his controlling behavior kind of goes throughout. I think characters we're just talking about in all the movies. Yeah. I think Bella is a better vampire than she was a human. For sure. I'm just going to say that. I think she was meant to be a vampire. She was meant to be a vampire, and she's a much better vampire than she ever was a human. Yeah. It's like she was born. She was born for for that that type of situation. So then, should we go into Jacob? Yeah. So Jacob is is the best. No. Of the two. Um, he's, he I, has okay, anger, I have to anger say, issues, I was and team, was like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't be around you in case I actually kill you. Right. <laughs> but you can't help I that. mean, they both did that. That they was also really that. weird. She was... But, weird. no, my point is, well, it's kind of funny, because when they first came out, I was absolutely team Edward, but over time, I've become more team Jacob, because there's something about New Moon that I find more comforting than the other movies. Yeah, and it's because Edward's not in it. And it's because Edward's not in it, and it's because her relationship with Jacob is so warm and comforting. Yeah. I think think he's a perfect best friend, but if you read the books, which this is a movie movie podcast, but if you read the books, he was just a little kid that had a crush. Absolutely. And that's... That's kind of why you were originally Team Edward, right? Because you read the books, and you were like, he's a little kid with a crush. Right. But when you're just watching the movies, if you take the books out of the equation entirely, he is a viable option, right. especially in Newman. Right. <laughs> and I don't know. I like their chemistry in the movie because we, yeah. we are taking the books out of it, which we it's should be. It's because they were really they close had in real great life. chemistry. I think and they I mean, had. And I Kristen Stewart was having to like kiss 
Rob Pattinson a lot, and she was gay, so yeah. that might have been why. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't out. But she wasn't out, but... She definitely, clearly felt very uncomfortable at times. Yeah, and then the they started dating in real life. Was, but the best friend relationship was fine for her, so that's yeah. why it was more believable. But I, I feel like they had more chemistry. Like, all of their... And I, maybe it's because prior to him being a vam- or a werewolf, at least, her life wasn't in danger every time they got close to each other. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. Maybe it was intentionally a little bit more chemistry because of that factor not being there or because he wasn't, you know, freezing cold. Imagine cuddling up to someone who's freezing cold. I mean, but he wasn't... I mean, Rob Pattinson wasn't freezing cold, so that you can't True. really attribute that to the chemistry at True. all. But maybe she's just that good of an actress. She's not that good of an actress. She's okay. She's okay. Um, but if, if for some so, reason this podcast ever gets big and Kristen Stewart hears it, she's more than okay now. Yeah, now. I think she was just okay then. I think she's grown a lot as an actress over time. So, who's your favorite character? My favorite character... Gosh, that's really hard. I have someone I want you to choose. Because I have a different one. And I, I know. I know who you them. want me to choose, and I kind of want to choose him, but I don't want to choose him because you want me to choose him. No, just, but just probably, like, probably, real... probably Charlie. He's amazing. I, I just love Charlie so much. So I read something earlier today that said Charlie and Seth Clearwater are the only unproblematic people in the entire franchise, and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Seth is my favorite. Yeah, but I love Charlie because he loves her so much. But he also, like, gives her her space and lets her make her own decisions. It's really adorable when he tries to be a real dad and, like, impose like rules on her. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> but he's also just super lovable with his routines and, oh, he's got to eat, you know, this every Thursday. And he's going to go fishing and he's going to watch the game. And he's there's something comforting, I think, about that predictability. Yeah. Um, I think it maybe that's the just... Way, the way... The way when you read Midnight Sun, how Edward was even able to be like, oh, I bet it's this. Right. Even though, like, he can't really read his mind. He's like, I, I guess it's Because he's a predictable this. guy. And for me, that's comforting because there have been so many men in my life that were super unpredictable. Yeah, and also in the series, most of them are unpredictable. Right. So him being super predictable is really good for Bella, I think, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Especially because her mom was so flighty and crazy. Well, then and when you get into the later movies... The fact that he's like, okay, this is super weird that this kid just turned into a werewolf in front of me, and this is super weird that they brought this baby home that looks like them but isn't their kid, and wait, she keeps growing. And then he's just took it in stride. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's get into great. my favorite. Okay, let's talk about Seth. Seth is the best character in the entire series, and no one can convince me otherwise because he's so pure. He is one of the only people, he is probably the only character that is still supernatural and doesn't kill anyone. Right. He doesn't kill a single person or vampire or whatever in the entire series. He, he like, he, he loves people so much immediately. The first time he met Bella, he was like, oh my gosh, Bella, like, whoa. And like, he just loves so much. And when he breaks off from the pack with, and goes off to Jacob's pack, that's when you really get to see him a lot. And I love it. But to be fair, he's also the youngest. He is the youngest. So he has this childlike innocence about him. He does. That is very different from everyone else. You do have to give him that. But I like him better than Renesmee. Well, because she's <laughs> creepy. Because she's creepy. She's so we can talk baby. about Renesmee just a little bit. Also, her relationship with Jacob is super creepy. Because I know it's like, they're like, oh, it can be best friend or whatever. But that's literally just to cover up the fact that they're pedophiles. <laughs> I, I definitely know that's not the intention. But it definitely comes off. A little weird. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. She doesn't have much of a character. She doesn't. And then there's... Um, the you know, Cullen family. The Cullen family in general. The Cullen clan. The Cullen clan. We'll the, go through each of them quick. Okay. Well, obviously, Alice is great, but Alice also is great, but a little... Yes, that's what I was going to say. She's a little overdone. Like she's, like, she's over the top. She's very over the top. Yeah. So, I need her to calm down just a little. I couldn't handle being in a room with her. I think no. she would make me anxious, even if yeah. she wasn't a vampire, just because her energy is so fast and, and big. Yeah. Um, and then Jasper, he was a Confederate soldier. So we can't completely just be like, oh, we love Jasper. Right. Uh, because he was, he was probably racist. In he his was life. a racist. Yeah. For sure. But also with Jasper. If he wasn't, I would like him. But he is racist. Or, well, probably. <laughs> yeah. But also with Jasper. The fact that he and um, Alice had this, like, immediate undying love, I think that's is really nice on, precious. That's midnight son, though. True. But it is cute. It's still part of the franchise. It's still cute. They're cute. And then Rosalie is just absolutely horrific until Breaking Dawn. I would say she is my least favorite character now that I have read Midnight Sun. I would say before, I was like, eh. I could go without her. I could I could have her. But Midnight Sun, she is the most self-centered character ever. But I think she must have... I mean, Midnight Sun only covers, you know, the beginning. It doesn't go all the way into Breaking Dawn. I bet, and I know she's not supposed to do this, but I bet if Stephanie Meyer continue, continued writing all the way through Breaking Dawn from Edward's perspective, I bet you would see character growth in yeah. Rosalie because the fact that she was willing to be Bella's ally in the end, I think shows a little bit of character growth. Also, could just be selfish motives because she wanted a kid and now she's getting to have yeah, this kid Yeah, I think that's why. But we don't know that She wanted sure. a baby. Right. You can tell from after the baby's born. During the pregnancy, it's like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. But then you see her, she's like, my turn. Right. Like, she just wanted a baby. But let's be honest, anytime I'm around a baby and someone else is holding it, I'm kind of like, my turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because who doesn't want to hold a sweet baby? I mean, you. But... <laughs> But a lot of people are like that. It's not a character flaw to want to hold a sweet Yeah, baby. no. Um, then, uh, Emmett is, like, is one hilarious. of the best characters. He's very funny. He's top four. He's top four for me, for me too. He's, like, kill people, so, like, mm, but... But then, he's so funny. But he's so funny, and he's, like, a vampire. So, would you, like, yell at a tiger for eating a, like, lamb? Right. Or a lion oh, for eating a lamb? Look at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so, you know, I mean... And the thing is, it the thing trying. with Emmett is, like, he reminds me of a brother. Yeah, he reminds like, he's me a little bit of my brother. Like, he's the perfect brother. Like, you he can just imagine him, the teasing and the goofiness and the playful yeah, they Yeah, they got the sibling relationships spot on in that movie. Yeah. And then... I don't know if Stephanie Meyer had siblings, but I feel like she probably did. She had to have at least had a brother. Yeah. I feel sure. Yeah. Because she got the, she got that down. Uh-huh. Esme, honestly, doesn't show a lot of yeah. personality. Um, she's just she's there to be She's such a Edward's background mom. character. She's there to be Edward's mom, and you see that even more in Midnight Sun. She's a mom, and that's it. Yeah, she's just a mom. Which, not to downplay the role of a mom. I'm a mom. I love being a mom. Moms are great. Moms are great, but 
but that's that, your whole there's personality. Not a, yeah, and it seems like it is her mm-hmm. whole personality. Yeah, and you, so, she's a vampire, and I, her role is mom. She's yeah. a vampire, and her whole personality is mom. So I that's just, saying a lot. I just wish it had shown more of her personality outside of that, right? Because you get to see a lot of every other character's personality and who they are as people. And their interests or the things that they care about. And all you see is of her mm-hmm. as a mom. Which, honestly, a little representative of how people view moms in society. Like, yeah. when, when you meet someone, if they're a mom, and they're like, well, tell me about yourself. The first thing almost every mom says is, well, I have kids or I have a kid or whatever. Like, that's our primary role. And so, a lot of our self-identity goes into being a mom. Yeah. And I almost hate that. I wish they had developed her more. Yeah. And then Carlisle is... A saint. He's a saint, but, like, in a... He doesn't have very much character other than that. Right. He's basically... He's... He's... He's almost too perfect. He's he's a little too perfect. Because he never once kills someone that isn't a vampire. Like, he... You learn... When you learn about his backstory, he never drank blood, which I feel like is impossible for a newborn based on what they've told you. Well, I just think... I think Bella does it too, so I guess it's not impossible, but... I just think, like, I feel like if it continued, one day some dark secret would have come out about Carlisle that made everyone lose respect for him. Yeah, I feel like he's, he's, too, just, he's too perfect and you're relying on his word. Right. And it's just... no one was alive to see his beginning. I just don't think it's realistic. I mean... No one's perfect. No one's perfect. Everyone has a flaw, and they did not show a single flaw. Yeah. And I just don't think that that is... Realistic. I think. I mean, I love Carlisle, and so does Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> what? So does Charlie. Oh yeah, because he goes on and on he about him on when she asks on. about the Collins. Yeah, he's like, oh, the doctor. Like, you should. See. He literally said, "She's like, oh, they're all very attractive," and he's like, "You should see the doctor." Like, literally, he says that. So, <laughs> You're like, wait, is Charlie crushing on Carlisle? I mean, yeah, is that's why some he didn't move on. Homosexual tendencies, maybe. We've been watching The Big Theory a lot, so... <laughs> yeah. So that's where the latent homosexual tendency thing came from. For sure. Uh, <laughs> so what else? So, plot... Well, we didn't go over all the characters, but if it comes up in the plot, we can yeah. go back. So, plot. I think... Is there one? <laughs> is there a plot? So, yeah, okay. there is. There I think, is. I think it's your we'll typical... We'll go through the movies. Yeah. So, the so first the one... the first one... That's a love story. It's clearly a, oh, I'm the new awkward girl in town, and I have a love interest. Yeah. And then he happens to be a vampire. It's literally that typical, oh, there's a person, and then, the, oh, there's some drama, and we not, we're not sure how it's going to work out, and then it's all fine. But then you come to the end, and they throw this curveball at you where she's about to be murdered. Right. <laughs> Which is crazy. That is, I'm glad that I fall asleep to that movie, but I'm also glad I'm asleep by that point. Because it's so gruesome. It is. Well, and I do like how in the um, in the first movie, at the end, it shows um, Victoria walking from the prom or whatever it was, yeah. the dance. Um, because I did like that it didn't end it with everything all tied up in a neat little bow. Yeah, it's because she knew there was going to be a next one, which is... But I like, I like that that storyline continues through three of the movies. Yeah. That, I feel like that's really cool that they did that. Yeah. So. So, New Moon. New Moon. My favorite of all of them. My favorite, my, either my favorite or my second favorite. That one, Twilight and New Moon are tied. Yeah. Um, but New Moon, it has, I can't watch it very much. Because it's depressing. Because the first 
30 minutes are the most depressing in the whole series. But it also gave us leaky Lee impossibilities. So we should probably at some point talk about soundtracks when we oh. talk about these movies. Add that to your list because yes. soundtracks it without a doubt Twilight has some has of the best soundtracks. Some of the best soundtracks ever. And it, it's weird because so many people hate the movie, but not one person is like the soundtrack sucks too. Yeah, no, everyone's no. like, everyone's why like, did the Twilight the- soundtrack go so hard when the movie was mediocre? Yeah. But I I don't know. Let's go back to New Moon. We'll go back to New Moon. So New Moon is super depressing because, oh my gosh, her life has just ended because she lost a relationship, which I get. You know, they love each other. They're soulmates, whatever. But I I do think it's a they little... It. I think it's a she little extreme that she has these, like, literal night terrors over it. Yeah, like, what is the night terror about? Him leaving? Like, right. Like, why would you be screaming that like, you're being murdered when he's... Right. Like, I can understand if she was sobbing. Yeah. Sobbing would be one but thing. But screaming, screaming seems is weird. Weird. And then also, just, they knew each other for probably five months, and she grieved for four. Right. That's a long time. Right. And I I get it. If you have a strong connection with months, someone... Right? November, December, January, February. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. You have a strong connection with someone... And then they're gone. Grief is hard. And you can't tell someone how to grieve. And she was young, so she didn't have the proper emotions. And also, she didn't have her main support system there with her. Her mom, yeah. She didn't have her mom. She didn't, like, ha- she she didn't have enough. developed relationships with people there really she, yet. She wasn't close enough with her dad yet for her for her to really lean on him. She got, she got closer to him throughout the series, but at that point... She was only semi-close. I think that was what helped grow their, grow their relationship. It's just interesting because you know she's grieved someone she was close to before because she talks about how close she was to her grandma in um, some of the, you know, movies and whatever. So you know she's experienced actual grief. So it still seems a little overdone to me. But you got to think, too, she wasn't just losing Edward. She was losing Alice. Yeah, that's true. And Alice was her best friend. Because she wasn't that close to Jacob yet. Alice was her best friend. So she lost Alice. She lost Edward, Alice, and their whole family. Yeah. And she wasn't that close to the rest of the family yet. But Edward and Alice was still a big loss for her. Especially when you just moved somewhere new and they were kind of all you had. Yeah. Because she wasn't super close to anybody Yeah. Because everyone else at her school was not up to her level. Right. <laughs> but anyway, it's okay though because... I don't mind it because had she not been that low, then maybe it wouldn't have developed to the point of her being able to have this bond with Jacob, which is part of my favorite part of the whole franchise is her bond with him in terms of the movies, not in terms of the books, but in terms of the movies, I love watching them grow, watching their relationship grow, watching them get closer. Um, It's very cute. It is so precious. It's way... In my opinion, their love story is a way better love story than hers and Edward's, and I understand that Edward's her soulmate. Right. But their but love story is cuter. It's so cute. Like, the, the way their banter and the closeness and everything, just the way it builds, I really love it. Um, and I also, I think, for its time, the way they did the, the um, werewolf stuff. Is pretty impressive the way yeah. they did the CGI. Werewolves. It was a, it was very good CGI. I mean, I mean, the first you time you watch real, one of them phase, that was crazy. It's pretty. I mean, I remember being in theaters and being like, "Oh my gosh!" But the ending of that movie is a disappointment to me still to this day because of the way they ended it in the when they walk off and talk. Are you no. talking about that part? I'm talking about like 
the climax of the movie. Oh, the... It was so stupid. Yeah. I don't like... I don't think... No matter how mad Jacob was, it seems very out of character to me that he would tell Edward that. He, he pretended Bella was dead. So for me, basically what? The movie's like... Two hours, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love the that middle hour <laughs> in the middle. The buildup of all the awfulness in the beginning and her depression is horrible. Every part with the Edward's part, bad. the moment Alice gets back and that whole thing starts, or right before that, when and he says that, I lose interest. I'm done for the rest of the. And movie. it was also weird that Alice didn't realize that she couldn't see past the werewolves until later. Like, she knew there were werewolves, and then she was like, oh my gosh, I can't see past you and your pack of mutts. Right, how did she never know that before? How did she never know that before? And how would she not keep tabs on her in other ways? Like, through Charlie or through whatever, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very weird. It is a little weird. There's a little bit of a plot hole there. Yeah, I mean, it's not that much of a plot hole because maybe she wasn't paying attention because she Bella wasn't that close to the wolves yet and she knew they had the treaty. Well, and the but, wolves had not become wolves until she left. I mean, some of them had. Some Sam, of them definitely had. Sam had. Sam and Paul. But maybe they didn't know that yet. Yeah. I guess that's possible. They could have not known that. But it's But so she weird. definitely knew where werewolves were a thing because if Edward had known Ephraim Black... Yeah. Then she, she should have known. She, if she, nothing she, else, she, she should have known, known of it. Yeah. Um... But she might not have known how that interacted I mean, it, with her power. It was so. it was just it was a little weird also that one very like small moment triggered all of that. Yeah. It was it was just a little weird to me. It was a little forced. It was a little forced. Okay, let's move on to Eclipse. Eclipse, my least favorite of the Same. entire franchise. Same. I do not enjoy I, Eclipse at all. I enjoy the tenth scene. Yes, that's the best scene. And that's it. (laughs) It's terrible. It's really bad. It's It's really just just awful. I like... That's not true. That's not true. I I like one other thing. I like seeing Jasper play, like... I like like seeing his character develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like seeing the puppet master, like, parallels. That's really cool. I think that would have been good in a different movie. I also did like the Tahaki part where the parallel between her sacrificing and... There was a lot of parallels in that movie. It was a really... I think it was probably the best done movie, but it's not Twilight. Twilight's not meant to be like that. It was just... I don't care for action movies unless they're funny. It was a lot of action and not a lot of funny. Yeah, There was a few... Moments of funny, which are my favorite moments. Yeah. So that yeah. you know tells you all I you really, need to know about that. Yeah, that one we can just okay s- skim right over that. Oh, and I do like the fact that they kept Victoria as a re- reoccurring villain. That yeah. was cool. That was good. So Breaking Dawn, I actually really like Breaking Dawn. Me too. I, I would say it's I, my second favorite. I would say it's my third because I I really like New Moon and Twilight. They're they're tied for first, and then that would be second, I guess. I. I love Twilight just because it's Twilight, but I remember I had read Twilight and then I watched it and I was so disappointed because it was so different than the books that it can never be top well, two for I, me. I watched before I read because I was really young when they came out. Yeah, so it's different for you. It is different for me. I really, I just love that. Um, that one. So I used to watch these videos when I was little of um, parodies of the movies right. where they used songs. And so that one in particular... I remember the parody so well when I'm watching the first one, when I'm watching the 
like original movie, I'm hearing the parody in my head. That's so I remember one of the parodies. They were really funny. So I can't I can't undo that connection in my brain, but it's still good. Yeah. Well, Breaking Dawn. It's good till the end. I did not like the Jacob and Renesmee imprint. Yeah. So weird. Well, the thing I love about Breaking Dawn is, first of all, they did an amazing job of Kristen Stewart looking like she was actually well, going to die. Well, let's start from the beginning. Okay. It starts with a wedding. Right. And weddings in movies can either be really boring or really good. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I did, too. I thought it was it really good. They didn't well. focus too much on the ceremony, which mm-hmm. I thought was smart. They focused a lot on the speeches. Yeah. Which I think is really good. Yeah. The speeches were pretty funny. They were pretty funny. And then, so you go on to their honeymoon. Hysterical that the cleaning lady was so worried. Yeah. That I thought was funny. Um, I love, again, the soundtrack in that one. Love it so much. I can literally hear it in my head in the parts where she's getting ready and stuff. Where she, like, needs a few human minutes or whatever. (laughs) You would have to see her to know that she just, like, enacted the beats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, anyway. So, it's very good. I like the whole them being... Newlyweds. Newlyweds. And then when they find out she's pregnant, that was just like... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Also, not possible, by the way, that they uh, described how vampires work in the movies. Anatomy-wise, not possible, but still... Pretty cool. Pretty cool. (laughs) But... So there's that whole thing, which is really weird, of like, is she going to die? Is she not going to die? She looks horrible horrible Jacob at first being awful and then is like on her side a hundred percent and so him therefore him and Rosalie develop this relationship which, which is, is really weird really weird but so interesting it's I very thought. interesting I like I think my I don't like Alice in that movie that was the first movie I didn't like Alice yeah one of my favorite things in in and I may confuse part one and part two, because for me, they're all one thing. I always watch them together, mm-hmm. except for when they first came out. Um, but one of my favorite things is when Jacob t- decides to break free from the pack. That's part one. That part where he's like, I am the, you know, true pack I leader, it, basically. Honestly, and I he thought just it was gets, a little bit cringy. <laughs> I got chills. Really? I actually I, got chills. I really like the way it was done. Like, I thought it was really cool, but that... Like, little speech. <laughs> well, the speech itself was a little cringy, but I, I love the fact that, that he's, he like, like, that he's, like, getting bigger yeah. as he's, like, taking his power. Yeah, I think it's a little cool. metaphorical uh-huh. for someone who's being held down and, like, gets their power back. Yeah. Which I it's, love. It's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And then, of course, watching Bella actually transform into a vampire is so great because it's, it's very very natural very for her. well done yeah and i one of the funniest parts like to me is when she snaps up yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like that i love it when her eyes pop open but what i really love is when she's practicing for charlie to come over and she moves too quickly and then she just crosses her legs slow yeah like that part is so funny yeah. to me I that was love the second it. movie so we're on to the second movie i guess yeah well we didn't talk about jacob's imprint I feel like I have. Well, I feel like because <laughs> you ha- you definitely have many times. Yeah. But also, it happens, there's more of it in part two because yeah. her waking up and finding out that he has imprinted is a big part. Yeah. Which happens in the second one. 
That's crazy. Yeah. That was a very, very funny moment. Yeah. You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? That's the most funny line in the entire well, movie. I mean, you shouldn't have named your daughter such a horrible name. Yeah. I hated her name. I know. Everyone did. It was terrible. But Resume. <laughs> resume. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I think that that was all good, whatever. I, I got bored during part of the second part when they're having all their friends come in and they're having I, I to liked do some that. Of that. Some of it was good. Obviously, Rami Malek is... That, it's so crazy that he was in that. Yeah. So I, I always forget until I, I watch it. Yeah. So once um, Bohemian Rhapsody came out, and we'll talk, maybe we'll do an episode on that, but um, once that came out and I really, really started to love him, I mean, I'd seen him in other things, but I really started to love him in that. Then I was like, oh my gosh. He was in Breaking Dawn. And so I did like that. And I, I like some of the parts with the new people that came in. Yeah. I, I, I like I like Bella um, trying to work on her power. I think that's yeah. cool. And, like, them being, like, using Edward to get her to do it. And then they're like, oh, should we get Renesmee? Like, that was cool. So I think it's interesting. It's an it's a interesting parallel for empaths. Yeah. I think maybe she was, like how they say everything just gets stronger when you become a vampire. I think she as a human, she may have been a little empathic. No, Jasper was the empath. That's true, but empath- it can go off. both. But it can go both ways, right? So you can feel other people's stuff, or you can push your stuff onto other people. And I think her doing that protection thing, I, I don't think, I think that, that can no. in any way I think be parallel. Her thing was she was so closed off as a human. She was closed off. She became a shield. That was that's a power in itself. She became a shield, right? For herself, she was a shield for herself in real life. So she became a shield for everybody. I guess though, in my mind, of what it would the reason it connects to me is as an as an empath, they tell you that you should shield yourself, mm-hmm. and she shields herself. Yeah, and so I guess that's where I see that connection. But I don't think that was her thing. Maybe not. She wasn't an empath. She couldn't tell anything that anybody else was feeling ever. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. And talk about the fake ending. That was very annoying. I knew going into it that it was fake, though, because I was a little kid and she had to tell me that it was fake so that I would actually not cry in the theater. Because I always watched movies before I let you watch them. So I would see every movie twice if they were good. Because I would go see it to see which parts I needed to cover your eyes for and then which parts I could let you watch and what I needed to warn you about. And I remember watching that one and being like, oh my gosh, especially when he's holding... And spoiler alert, <laughs> which we should probably have said at the beginning I mean, of any of these. But if you're looking at one of these, you've already seen it. But when he's holding Carlisle's head, I remember just being horrified. And then the whole, and then the fight, whole scene. fight scene. And so then, but then you're like, oh, wait, that didn't actually happen. So, so you're relieved. She had to tell me. So I already knew going into it that it was fake. But honestly, that was so annoying. I can't imagine not knowing and going oh. into it and being like, oh, everyone I love is dead. Yeah. And then, oh, wait, no, they're not. Right. It was really interesting. And also but interesting because it was... Also, I hate Aro. Just going to put that out there. Some oh, yeah. people love him. I don't understand. I hate him. He's horrible. And Jane is the worst. People love Jane. And I don't get it. I she think just, those are people she who... She just loves inflicting like pain on others. People. Yeah. She just loves inflicting pain on others. People... In order for her to have that power when she became she a vampire, had to have been a very she had sadistic to have been a person. sadistic person. Yeah. She had to be, like, the type of person who wanted to torture people and hurt people. Yeah. Which is not good. 
No. But anyway. But the actress is very good. Oh, yeah. Dakota Fanning. Again, fast forward to Runaways. That's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't even notice they were in that together. Yeah. Okay, are we done? We're done. Like and subscribe. And comment how bad Jacob and Renee's (laughs) relationship was. (laughs) 